Welcome to Nausea Reviews. This is Brian, your host. And today we are going to talk about the first episode of the TV miniseries The Beast, which I, it was in 96. I'm not doing the math to know how old I was. Just know I turned 34 this year, if you want to figure that out. But I saw this when it was premiering on TV for the first time. And as I was strolling through a video store or the bargain bin at Walmart, I cannot remember, I came across The Beast. So I picked it up. I remember liking it as a child, so I'm like, all right, let's give it a shot. Hey, I still like it. It's it's based on a novel written by Peter Benchley, so this is 100% Jaws with a different sea creature. Didn't read the novel, so I don't know how close the novel is to Jaws, but this movie series is really fucking close. You just gotta switch the place because this one takes place in Washington on the coast and Jaws took place in a warm place (laughs) where they needed summer dollars. This one, it's all, it's a fishing town, port city, whatever you want to call it. Town, not a city. I don't know why I said city. It's a small place and they're attacked by a fucking animal that I already spoiled literally the last episode, but I'm keeping it a secret. There's also a little bit of Jaws 3 in there, not the 3D part, thankfully, (laughs) But we'll get to that when we get to that. So the only person that I really recognize from anything is a dude named Lucas. I cannot remember the actor's name, but he is the second in command of the bad guy in Darkman. And then in Darkman 2, The Darkening, he's the main bad guy. And that's the only thing I know him from. I don't think I know anybody else. A couple of them looked a little familiar, but I couldn't pinpoint it. But Lucas is not the main character. He's more of the, uh, well, villainous. He's not villainous. He's just an asshole. Not a good guy. But anyway, yeah, I pretty much already went over it. It's it's a worse version of Jaws, but it's fun. They got a giant practical creature, and the way they go about making it do its thing is pretty believable, except for a couple of things. It makes noises it probably wouldn't make in real life. There's also the Jaws 3 thing, and uh, it doesn't swim correctly all the time. We'll get to that when we get to that. Sometimes it swims right, sometimes it doesn't. So in this movie, you get a whole lot of underwater shots with music and hissing sounds. So just know that when I'm talking about the movie and I don't bring up any time it does that, it does that all the time. Remember in Jaws when we saw the POV of the shark? Well, it happens about a million more times than that. So I'd say it's worth a watch if you're like me and you like animals. Well, If you're like me and you like watching movies with animals, whether they are the bad guys or the good guys in the movie, because I just like seeing creatures in movies, especially when they're a giant practical effect. So let's get into the overview. So we start off with a couple that don't want to use the engine on their sailboat, but the wind is too bad, so they have to, and then they bang, and then she wakes up and goes up to steer the ship at night, and while that's happening, the engine springs a leak and it starts flooding And eventually they have to abandon the ship and get on the little raft. And they watch their sailboat sink. It's called the Occupational Hazard. I think that's supposed to be funny, but whatever. So they're on the raft and it gets... They're like half paying attention and it gets bumped. And when I say bumped, I mean move bumped. Like it wasn't just like, oh, something rubbed up against it. It was like... And then the lady is like, something bumped it. And the guy's like... Could be just some flotsam from the shipwreck. What is that horrible ammonia smell I smell? Did you spill something? And then you hear some sounds and she's gone. Because he turned around to look in the bag that they grabbed with survival supplies in it. And she just gets, you don't see it, she's just gone. And then he freaks out and jumps in to look for her. 
It's nighttime, by the way. I'm not saying he shouldn't have jumped in to look for her. I'm just saying, A, you ain't going to find her. And B, if you didn't even hear a splash, motherfucker, just stay in the boat. She's gone. Anyways, he gets back onto the raft after he can't find her. Here's a hiss from behind and uh, yeah, the raft gets flipped and he falls into the water and gets sucked under. Now we go to the main character's house. His name's Whip. He's got a daughter named Donna and they have a pretty good relationship. He might be a little overprotective, but he's a single dad. His wife died 10 years ago, that sort of thing. So we cut to Whip and Mike, who is Whip's friend slash partner in fishing. And they're having a bad run of fishing because everybody else on the island, except for Whip, because he's the good guy, they all the other ones trap. And they trap so much that there's not enough fish anymore. That sort of thing. Then we see the Lieutenant Marcus, I believe her name is. But we're just going to call her Lieutenant. She is part of the Coast Guard. And they're going out in the helicopter. It's her and this other guy. They're going out to get the beacon that was on the raft. And since the water's so dangerous, when they're flying out there, they fly over Whip's boat. So Whip goes and gets the raft. Now that they're back at dock, they can't figure out what happened. Can't be a shark attack because nothing's bit. None of the cells of the, the float raft thing are popped. But they smell that ammonia smell. And then the harbor master wants to confiscate the raft. So Whip gives it to him after he fucking pops all the cells with a fish hook mike helps out but this claw looking thing falls out and as whip is cleaning up the boat at the end of the day he finds it and he looks out into the ocean with all of the concern that could possibly be concerned on his face and then we see that the beast eats a a bunch of trapped fish whips in the bar asking about this claw thing and one of the guys in the bar is like hey my cousin works at a zoo send it to him he'll figure out what it is and then we learn that mike probably has money issues which he does we can see him with his wife every little bit i'm not gonna bring it up every time so they're out on the boat whip and mike are going out and they see that lucas is pulling up some trap buoys and they scare him off and as they're pulling up the trap buoys to see how many fish that lucas killed they figured out that the cable steel cable that was holding the traps on are bitten off or bitten in half clean no fray so that's pretty confusing because they can't think of anything they can bite through steel underwater because at first they thought it broke the lieutenant makes it to whip's house to do some formalities with the raft and then ask him because she's a diver and whip is the most experienced diver plus he knows all the places apparently there's a lot of shipwrecks in this area and he knows all of them and the best way to do everything so he's the man to see if you're going diving then the zoo calls and is like, we're sending this claw thingy to Dr. Tally. Coincidentally, my dog's name is Tally, spelled different. So Lucas is coming back from setting traps in a place where Whip isn't going to be able to find them. And then he sees something swimming underneath his boat. It's pretty obvious what it is to us, but he thinks it's a whale because it's so big and it bumps his boat too and it jars the boat. So Whip goes to the harbor master who's Graves. He's like the mayor of this movie, but he's not actually the mayor. He just, he's part of the founding family of this town so he has a lot of money and a lot of pull and a lot of say so he's pissed about or he's asking about the raft because he wants to inspect the raft now that he knows that there's something up with that thing he sent off but it's been junked so they have a moment they knew each other in grammar school and the harbor matt graves was a little wuss that always got beat up and whip always protected him back in the day but graves is like but i'm an adult now so i have money so fuck off that kind of attitude so donna and 
her friend meet these two boys that want to dive. They want to go to the Burnham, I think is what they say it's called, which is super deep and super dangerous, according to Whip. And he's like, nah, I'm not going to take your thousand dollars a day to take you down there. And Donna is understandably upset that her dad just fucked her over. But then they go to Lucas and hire him instead. The doctor is excited and he's like, it's a giant squid that they got on there. So it's a giant squid. You could tell it's a giant squid when Lucas saw it under his boat. <laughs> so the lieutenant, Whip, Donna, and the friend are out in the out on the water. Whip and the lieutenant are diving to look at a shipwreck. And Donna and the friend are sunbathing. When the lieutenant comes back up, she drops her flashlight and it hits the squid. It wakes it up. And right after that, the two girls jump in the water. So we get a whole lot of suspenseful, are they going to get eaten shots from underwater? But they get out of the water just in the nick of time. And this fucking squid grabs the anchor chain and stalls it out. He has to back it up and go again before the squid finally lets go. And they kind of see the tentacle, but they don't know what it is. The lieutenant brings up it might be an eel later. But they're back home and the doctor calls. Sent Whip a tape full of squid facts that get shown every so once in a while. Mike and his wife find parts of a fucking dead baby sperm whale. It's like small pieces compared to a whale. And we learn that the claw thing that they found is embedded in each of the tentacles of at least the whips of the squid. And the whips of the squid are the really, really, really long tentacles with the... They get in, they're get enlarged at the end. You know what I'm talking about, if you know anything about a squid. They have eight normal tentacles and two really long ones. And two really long ones are there to grab the food. Usually. So then we get to Lucas and the divers. And what they have to do is go to this buoy that if you saw any of the advertisement for this TV show when it was premiering, you saw a lot of this buoy swaying and dinging and moving. So they have to go to the buoy, follow the chain all the way down, and they're only supposed to be down there for six minutes six or seven minutes so they get down there the one dude gets down there the squid wakes up it's at the bottom and it grabs him and it's in a cloud of silt or whatever and the other friend sees the tentacles come up and he's like fuck this and he starts climbing up the chain which i feel like if he would have swam he went faster but whatever but since he's climbing the chain when the squid grabs onto him the squid also grabs onto the chain and this buoy is a fucking metal buoy that is probably over six feet tall and oh man i wouldn't even more than 24 inches in diameter so it it would take a lot of effort to pull it underwater is what i'm getting at and this fucking squid totally submerges it for quite some time lucas seeing blood come out of the water or mixing with the water fucking books it and as he's booking it the, the buoy comes back up and it bounces so then the coast guard is retrieving the bodies but whip pulls up and is like you need to get out of the water because it could still be in the water and they listen so then we're at a town meeting and whip warns everybody about the squid he's like if we leave it alone it might just move on and everybody else is like or we could kill it so they kind of listen because they say stay out of deep water like no going out into the water and that's about it but graves pays lucas under the table to kill the squid it's gonna take a couple days though whips going over the tapes again and we learn that it's probably not gonna leave until all the food sources are gone so if they stay out of the water it'll leave but nobody listens obviously or we wouldn't have a movie the doctor and the assistant finally make it to whip's house and donna has the hots for the assistant they're the right age for that not to be creepy <laughs> so then they're off to the town gathering not the meeting the gathering and we get flirting between 
the friend with one of the military guys that hangs out with that's like lieutenant's partner lieutenant and whip flirt and dana and the assistant dude also flirt and dance lieutenant gets shafted and there's some if i were a man talk so there's a feminist view to this movie or at least they tried to do it it's not very subtle i would have appreciated a little bit more subtlety other than that it's fine but whip tries to consult her consult console her and he wants to talk to somebody to maybe get her a second chance at it and she's like no no i can take care of myself and he goes in for the kiss and she can't do it and walks away but as she's walking away she cusses at herself so you know she wanted to see they were both in relationships you know how movie relationships go you know what's gonna happen also a dog almost gets eaten somebody leaves a dog in their truck tied to the bed and uh, it breaks free and it jumps in the water after the giant fucking squid and you think it's eaten until the end of the thing and then it's not now we got lucas and his buddies on the hunt they're out at the buoy and they're chumming and they have some depth charges that they made and as they're chumming the water they're looking at their sonar and they see a blip come up and they let the depth charges go and they big explosion heard all throughout the whole entire town and then it's coming up way too fast. And when it surfaces, they shoot the shit out of it, but it's actually just dead. And uh, they note that it's a lot smaller than it's supposed to be. So here's where the Jaws 3 and some more anthropomorphization happens. The mommy squid, super upset that its kid is dead. It starts to chase him, but they don't see it. And it would have caught the boat if it was swimming the right way. It was swimming tentacles first. When a squid wants to go fast, it air jet or it water jets with its torpedo shaped head in the lead. So this fucking stupid squid could have totally caught this boat and ate all those people on board if it would have swam in the right direction. But it does slam into the buoy out of frustration. And then the credits roll. So I don't like that they gave it hissy sound effects because I've never, ever, ever seen or heard a squid in any documentary I've ever seen make a noise. So I don't know why it has to make those noises. Also, do you know how squids reproduce? They mate, right? And then the female squid is just like, I'm going to poop out these fleshy tube looking things, which are the eggs, and then fucks off. And then the eggs hatch and the squids have to grow up all by themselves. This mommy squid wouldn't give a fuck. This mommy squid would only care because it's food that it can't eat. Also, according to at least one documentary I've watched, on giant squid the babies come out super duper tiny like you would think a giant squid's egg would be huge but it's not it's small and it's like pretty sure like your thumbnail if i'm remembering it correctly was the size of the giant squid that these people caught because they were trying to grow them like trying to study giant squid so they thought if they could catch baby giant squid they could keep it in captivity but it didn't work out and i was annoyed but yeah so i don't i don't know why they needed to have it care it could have literally just been two squid and they could have just showed us the buoy after they blew up that squid and said it looks smaller they could have just had the buoy shake a little bit more than normal as we went into credits and then in the next section we could learn about the mommy squid that's all i'm saying so the next one has quite a bit more action in it than this one did so it'll be a little bit more fun to talk about not that this wasn't fun to talk about it's just i don't know tv movies have the certain way they go about what they're doing like the acting in this movie the only acting that's passable is of the main characters excluding dr tally all the side characters are shit actors so this isn't like the best movie in the world it's just kind of fun to watch see what jaws would be like with a giant squid instead of a shark all right i think that's enough for this episode and i will talk to you next week hope you have a good one bye